Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hey, great news, everybody. We made it to another sports weekend or just about close enough. We're ready to roll. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus Three presented as ever by Omaha. Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass. Kevin Hench ready to roll. Talk about all things. I suspect I know where he's going a little bit. So do you if you've listened to the show. Hench, how are you? You ready for the weekend? Have you listened back to Minus Three from earlier in the week with Lance Erline? A dynamite conversation with him an hour long. We posted it for you on YouTube. A lot of quarterback talk. Listen, we focused in on the pigskin, fascinating range of discussion, including greatest quarterback class in history. 2020 is making itself known as really a finalist already uh, in the uh, pantheon of great QB classes all time. Go back and listen to that. Listen to Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti on Waiver Wired and me and Sarah Tiana and Eddie Spaghetti chop it up on extra points. A delightful, a delightful, I'm saying it, um, episode there for you. Sorry, I asked you a question, didn't let you answer. What else is new? How are you, Hench? Well, now I have a bunch of answers. Okay. One being like, or maybe I'll answer your question with a question. Is the best way to start a podcast telling people, go listen to something else? Hmm. Hey, go go listen to these other things I did. Like, yeah. why, you know what? Finish this one first, folks. Um, how am I doing? I'm chastened. Like, I, lesson <laughs> learned. Uh, lesson <laughs> learned. I opened with 20 minutes on how terrible the officiating was two weeks ago. Right. Last week. And then the officials got together and said, Let's let's show this mother effer. He, he want he thinks the officiating was bad two weeks ago. Hench thinks Hench thinks he's chastening us. Let's chasten him. Yeah, chasten. So, so I learned my lesson. If you complain about the officiating, they will get worse. Despite mm-hmm. you start, you know the the pit wake forest. That got us fly. That got us. You fly. saw that fly. one. I was of hoping course, you did. I tried to hit you up. I wanted yeah. to make sure you were oh aware. Oh my god! I'm- it you know, spirit of the law, letter of the law, all wrong. Obviously, he has. You start your slide to avoid contact. He's starting his slide to stay in bounds. Just mark the ball where his knee hits. It's it's uh, anyway terrible. Um, but but pr- probably not as bad as the the consecutive terrible calls against the Colts to award the Browns victory, in, including the maybe the most uncatchable ball ever thrown in NFL history. And by the way, what's that? What's the DB's name? Baker. I'm trying to remember the the poor Colts DB. But it, what he didn't realize is no 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 no. Uh, if, if you want to keep the guy from from catching the ball, if you want to keep Amari Cooper or Peoples-Jones from catching it, just grab him by the face mask. Because as we're going to learn in the Eagles-Dolphins game, that's legal. You can't, like, you think you're about to catch the ball? I'm going to pull your head, uh, Linda Blair exorcist style, uh, around so you can't see the ball. No call. That's a no call. So so obviously I'm not going to do 20 minutes. The, the, we're, we're, wow. the officiating apocalypse continues ruining our beloved religion, tackle football. What are you going to do? Well, complain about it. I'm going to keep on shouting about it. I do want to tell you, though, Hench, first of all, I, while that Colts um, and Browns game was 
um, resolving itself. I was already in SoFi Stadium. Now, I didn't, you know, Kenny Pickett on the on the sneak didn't get that. His knee was down clearly, but that didn't swing the game, as you have asserted, by the way. You asserted that on what you, the listener, have yet to experience. That is specifically the 15-minute pregame show that we're doing, doing gangbusters, thanks to you, the audience. Make sure you're checking it out on Twitter at 4 p.m. Eastern every Friday and or at YouTube. Actually, let's cross out or. And you have to do both. You have, you should watch it on Twitter and then you should also watch it on Facebook and then you should let your friends know about it. Meantime, as I was walking around there, guess what? People people do, even, uh, even old man Dave, people still sometimes stop him and go like, hey, Shaq. And guess what? Uh, hey, Shaq was like, Hench isn't going to like today's officiating, is he? That kind of stuff means you're breaking through. Two more well, proofs. So, of I mean, I don't know. I don't know how good or bad your seats were, but it doesn't matter because no matter where you were sitting, you could tell the spot <laughs> was terrible to end the game. Just well, I didn't know it. End the, the, game. the game's over. Hey guys, game's I'm over. Like, but wait, your 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 spot is terrible. Doesn't matter. Can't be remedied. Can't be rectified. Even though everybody in the stadium at home, everybody but the line judge knows the spot is terrible. The game's over. And by the way, the phantom PI call uh, 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 before that, like yes. Of course, you can't just say that the, the it's not quite as bad as, as the Colts-Browns, obviously. It's two weeks in a row, the officials have just given the Browns a victory. Just, here you go. You win instead of the other team. Enjoy. So it wasn't that bad, but obviously, if you're looking at percentage chance to win, win probability, those two terrible calls that favor the Steelers help them almost as much as, as uh, the Rams kicker. Oh, okay, I have a I have a question for you about the Rams, and I mean, man, I I really look at Puka Nakua's numbers. Puka Nakua. Now, listen, I love him, not just because I like to say his name, though. the 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 numbers are one thing, but the quality of catches, I declared as a man of justice. You know, they 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 have no color to me. Um, the the uniforms, I want justice, and. To prove that point, when Nakua made that catch with Minka Fitzpatrick bearing down on him, striking him the instant the ball hits Nakua and he twists his body and gets both feet down. Technically, his foot did slide out of bounds. If you saw that, I said to my boy, Jean-Claude Van Damme, a teachable moment in life. I said, listen, let's just let that catch stand. I, I Let's not let's not try to school marm greatness. Right. That's what ends up happening so much is that. By a centimeter, this spectacular deed that 0.0001% of Earth's population could execute successfully. Yeah, but it, but it, but he was out. His shoelace hit the line. I was like, let's just let it stand. So they did. And uh, and that was a make good because that catch shouldn't have counted either. Let me say something to you quickly, though, before I get into another Rams thing. Two shout outs um, from minus three listeners beyond that one face to face. Two citizens of the Czech Republic. First of all, Michael Morrow dropped me a line. He's from New England and a Patriots fan. And yet he loves us talking here, despite Hench's distaste for those Patriots and my affection for the Steelers. And then Jeff Hornacek dropped me a line to say, uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow's episode. He and his dad listened together to the show. And he said, 
Make sure to remind Hench about uh, about the official's work. I bet he loved it this week. And I said, well, I hope he forgot about it. And he said, well, if not, cue up a two-hour episode, which I think he means as a compliment. I think he likes the 20 to 30-minute monologue from Hench complaining well, about it. Well, hold wrestling. on, hold on. The, the jazz shooting guard is a fan of the show? Oh, no, no, no. I said, I wrote, his last name is Horn. I'm a dummy. He sent me a note, and now I don't have his name in front of me. Last name Horn, check him. I'll name check him. Uh, next episode, I'm too dumb. Wait, what's that like? Wow, you buried the lead. John Stockton, yeah, Jeff Hornacek, listen to Landon Hornacek. Oh, Landon okay. Hornacek, sitting okay. next, sitting on the knee oh. of Jeff as they listen along oh, to his dad, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, all right. That's it. That's all. Um, anyhow. So that's nice. I like hearing from people. Thanks for dropping us a line. Uh, sincerely, means a means a great deal to know that uh, you enjoy our hooey and applesauce here. I have some for you from one of my all-time favorite, not just listeners, but uh, but um, guys to bounce off of, one of the great radio guests in history, The Ed. He dropped me a tweeted trivia question that I'm now passing along to you, Hench, on this Thursday. Four teams since 1984 are the only four Major League Baseball teams not to get to the World Series. Name them. Oh, boy. Okay. I got it right. I did it okay. off the cuff. I oh, got the Seattle, three. Seattle bang, Mariners. Bang, bang. Right. Seattle Mariners. Okay. Um, the easiest one is the one that I had to think about for a second because the Milwaukee, way he... Milwaukee Brewers. Correct. Okay. All right. There's another gimme. Spandy can lift all this this dead air out, right? No, he although can't. No, he although, can't. It, it serves as your shame. Although dead dead air, not much worse content than you telling people to listen to other podcasts. <laughs> listen, I've taken your critique. There's nothing I can do. I can't go back and okay. Time. Okay, no, that's wrong. Jeez, I'm just going through every team, but I'm. Oh I'm, my god, I'm, I beat Hench at a major league baseball what, question. What year did he okay. say? What start? What year was this beginning? Eighty four. Pittsburgh Pirates. Correct. Okay. Um, I need one more. When he said 1984, I passed the question along to you exactly as he asked it to me. Okay. And the 84 is what tripped me up. Who won in 84? The Tigers. Right. 35 and 5 on the history against the Padres. They went, right? That's why it tripped me up because I thought to myself, well, we've seen those teams in the World Series since, so it can't be them. And we see we we see the team they beat has made it back to the World Series. Correct. Mark Langston had Tino Martinez struck out before the Grand Slam when the Padres lost. I mean, you're all around it. All right, think think uh, right around it. The '84, I thought like, well, both those teams have been back. Why would you reference '84 then? 1983. Hmm. The Orioles. It's the Baltimore Orioles. That's right. Cal Ripken. And who won? Here's a here's one more. Who won? The series MVP in 1983. Rick Dempsey? I thought it was Rick Dempsey. I don't think it is, though. I was going to say it might be Rick Dempsey. I think it was the second baseman. Who was that? Rich Dower? It wasn't. No, it wouldn't have been Rich Dower. All right, you know what? Let's move along. Is this bad spaghetti or no? Is this good when I do old man trivia or what? I, I I was interested in that. I actually Googled to try to see the answers or my guesses would have been wrong. I would have said the athletics. I didn't realize the athletics were in one in 89, but um, I'm, I'm fine with that question. 88. You heard of Kurt Gibson's home run too. That was, uh, but, that but was listen, that. wait a minute. Let's get this Rick Dempsey thing settled. Okay. 1983 world. I think Series. it was rich Dower is who I'm thinking of. 
It's Rick Dempsey won 83 MVP. Thank ah! you. Okay, Thank good. You. Thank All you, right, you're back. And by the way, well, I still I, I still beat you in the question, and MLB is your alleged you beat me. I mean, I, I got it. It took me forever. I think the, the Jeopardy time would have run out, uh, although the way Spaghetti's going to edit it, it's going to seem like I nailed it. One, two, three, four. No, no, but, no, Spaghetti. Uh, whatever, whatever pride you're feeling for beating me on the question you asked, right? you should be feeling great shame for following it up with a question you didn't know the answer to. You ask who the 1983 World Series MVP Because I thought it was Rich Dower. I I say Rick Dempsey, and you say wrong. I didn't say wrong. Did I say wrong? Maybe I did. I thought I remembered. Then you asked me who the second baseman was. I say Rich Dower, but I'm sticking with Rick Dempsey, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Did he say Rich Dower? I did did. say Rich Dower. Because then in my head, I went Jim Gantner, and I was like, well, Jim Gantner was on the Brewers, and he was like – all right, listen, should we move along here and get into our GOAT and GOATs of the week? We have a lot to talk about yeah, here, plus our best go. bets for the coming weekend. Like we say, our NFL best bets are reserved for the 15-minute pregame show. Check that out on YouTube, Extra Points channel, subscribe, all the rest of it. Do it. We appreciate it. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer... Two words, Caesars Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hench, why don't you start us off this week with the full range of the sports world on display 
over the last week, goat and goat, take it away. Okay, so, so many bad goats to choose from. Um, first of all, a big game. I'm sure everyone's talking about out there in, in, in the sporty world. Dartmouth at Harvard football. Mm. Uh, I just want to say real quick to the to the morons on the quad with the decolonization is not a metaphor signs. Um, if you are a student with a meal card at a brick and ivy college, you are the single biggest beneficiary of colonization in human history. Like whose land do you think you're on? Hotshot sophomore with your decolonization sign, your field house, your dorm room, your science lab is all on Wampanoag land. Like, look, I've made my, I, I don't lose a lot of sleep over the trail of tears, but I also don't carry signs around saying decolonize. So obviously the bad goat is these moron Ivy League students with their decolonized signs. Like, fine, walk into the ocean. You hate you hate colonialism so much. You're the single biggest beneficiaries in human history of colonialism as you go to Harvard University. Anyway, <laughs> those those morons. It's so embarrassing. It's embarrassing for those schools. Uh, uh, who's the if we went in that direction? The Wampanoags. Uh, like, yes, you're on somebody else's land while you while you go to class. Oh, let's not do five and a half hours on that because it would be yeah, very easy to very, do. But, yeah. So uh, uh, Gossamer sports tie in there. But uh, honorable mention, uh, Desmond Ritter, not quite the Deshaun Jackson spiking the ball at the one yard line, but real smooth deceleration at the half yard line to, to fumble through the end zone for his third loss fumble. Uh, how the Falcons won that game with Desmond Ritter literally looking like he was shaving points the whole game. Uh, a, a testament to how, how sneaky good the Falcons might be. Um, but my bad goat, I, you know, I'll sort of tie it off. I mentioned it a, a couple weeks ago, but like baseball, Major League Baseball is actively committing suicide in front of our eyes. Like what baseball, you know, obviously every manager who goes into spring training goes, guys, man, we've got some lofty goals this year. Don't win the division. Don't win the division. That's too good. Don't 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 try hard for all 162 games. We want to come in right around 84 wins, get the wild card. Like it's like Obviously, it's like the president's trophy now that baseball has done what mm. hockey did, where it's like, don't doom yourself by winning 104 games. Now you're going to rust because that will take 162 games worth of effort. We want to yeah. put our feet no, up no, no, for no. at least 25, 40 a of month. Them. You want to get hot for a month. <laughs> rest, rest. So now we've got the Arizona Diamondbacks, by the way, 84 and 78, which is actually better than they were. They had a minus 15 run differential. Like their Pythagorean record should have been under 500. They're in the World Series. Well done, Major League Baseball. Now, as if that weren't bad enough, their umpires for the seven games, the possible seven games of the World Series, it won't go seven. I'll get to that in bed bets, best bets. But their umpires, like how four or five of them are in the the bottom half of rated umpires like no I way you, i don't know if you've noticed the ball strike calls worse in the playoffs 
than in the regular season. Because now that they so wait, so now that so much like Vince McMahon was pushed out of WWE, so now he's landed Major League Baseball and sending the biggest villains who will create the most controversy in the World Series. What's the logic of that? These umpire ratings, like it is, I don't know what what is their process. Okay, um, game game three. Okay, no, we start off with DJ Rayburn game one. He's ranked 75th out of 92. So let's get the World Series started with a guy who's well, what are their get- metrics for real? What what is Major League Baseball looking at that you aren't? Or no, no, no. This versa? is this is this is strike zone. This is just this is not this isn't uh subjective. This is just like no, I know it's not subjective. I assume Major League Baseball can justify why they're putting those umps in there, I'm right? Sure they're I'm sure they're just on some stupid rotation that that uh, doesn't award merit. It's not graded. Oh, okay. Okay, so then uh, game two, Quinn Wolcott is the best. So game two probably won't be a fast. Then we drop down to Alfonso Marquez for game three. He's ranked 77th out of 92. <laughs> then, then we close out. We get David Rackley for game four, 68. Then we get a decent Brian Knight for game five. Then we close. We close strong. Game six and seven, Vic Carapaza, 60th ranked. And then the crew chief, Bill Miller, Game seven, the 53rd ranked umpire out of 92. So you're going to have a bunch of terrible calls. Uh, you know, by the way, all postseason, the ball three inches off the outside corner has just been called a strike. It's insane. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't reach that. What am I supposed to do? Sorry, man, that's my strike zone. At least I'm consistent. Yeah, you're consistently wrong. You're terrible. So, so you have you have, <laughs> you have non-division winners playing in an un, you know in a World Series with terrible umpires like. Baseball just trying to kill itself in front of us. And like those of us who love baseball, it's like, why? Who's in charge? Why are you ruining this? I mean, you know, the the four best teams went like one and eleven. Like I it just it it it's so nuts that that they've they've painted themselves into this super uh boring corner where it's like, yeah, this I mean baseball ratings already tanking anyway. But man, D-backs, Rangers. It really is a tough, it is a tough spot in this sense. People now embrace advanced analytics in a way they didn't 10 years ago, let alone a quarter century ago. And the numbers have always been from well before Bill James even walked the earth. The numbers are everything to baseball. And um, you know, those narrow percentages of, you know, everybody has that thing of like, if you get one extra hit a week all season, your batting average will go up by 50 points and all that kind of stuff. And so the entire sport pivots off of those subtle percentages and everything else. And then you jam in these short series, it defies all of that. So instead you're supposed to vibe to the sort of things that we talk about when we talk about football, like, Hey, they're getting hot at the right time. That's not supposed to be baseball because as we've talked about, there is no sort of like, oh, this is a big game. Well, now I really want to get a hit. You know, there's no tuning yourself up for that, ratcheting up the intensity in baseball at any position. So it, it's really at a weird, it, you know, that paradox, it, it's a paradox with, um, or maybe I'm using the wrong word, antithetical to, to the sport to then say like, yeah, let's jam in a couple extra short series before we have the actual good teams it's who so proved crazy. it over 162. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I have a memory and this might be wrong, but that like at the turn of the 20th century, 
Um, there were there were World Series best of nine. Am I have I got that right? Like way the, back, yeah. Way, that, you know, I, I've back. advocated for like, that. That's yes. the direction it should be going in. Now Not you're talking my talk. Like, like you want to make some money, make it best of nine. Don't yes. don't just have a, a, a randomly hot team eliminate the best team in baseball in a shorter series. Oh, baseball. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess really I, you know. to, there needs to be an intervention, like because if there's not an intervention in baseball, baseball might as well just start taking care of its affairs. Like it might as well just start saying goodbye to people because baseball is just going to be on MLB.com in five years, like you're not going to see it on Fox. Like it's like, no, it's like it, nobody, by the way, does anyone know, has any, can anyone reference a 25 year old who likes baseball? Like it's only geezers like us and you're ruining it for us. Oh, I can assure you, I shan't be tuned in. No offense. I just don't, these mediocre teams going head to head. I get it's compelling from like an old West shootout, Arizona versus Texas. But beyond that, I don't care much. That narrative is vaguely intriguing. And that's about it. By the way, this, in the is, entire my entire rooting, this is my entire rooting interest. And I will watch because I love baseball. But this is this is the extent of my rooting interest. I, I just want to see former Yankee Jeff Montgomery Win the World Series for the Rangers, knowing, <laughs> knowing, hold on, Spaghetti will appreciate this, that his pal Brian Cashman said Jeff Montgomery's expendable because we have Frankie Montas, uh, and 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 got Harrison Bader, who he later waived for a very solid middle of the rotation starter who, you know, if Jeff Montgomery wins World Series MVP, it's going to feel like the Red Sox won the World Series to me. Or like Rich Dower winning a, an MVP or something. Yeah. Um, I do have to say a big reason why I don't care about this World Series, perhaps off the top of my head, the worst uniform matchup in a World Series that I can recall. I mean, the Rangers are a little bit better than where they were three, four years ago, but they'll make it good. And the snakes are a mess on a level I can't even make sense of. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And, you know, I'm talking about the specific combos that they wear, like the red, and then they're like that beige color that they wear. I don't know what that's about. The Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks uniforms look like the uniforms that you have to have people in in a TV commercial that can't be a real uniform. <laughs> yeah, like, right. It has to look kind of professional, but it can't be a recognizable logo. It's like, oh, yeah, what are you going for? Well, it's also, it's also, I mean, you know, they existed for 10 years wearing purple and green and they win the World Series in it. Then they're like, nope, now we're red and black. No, 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 no. You made the, you, you chose your colors. We all saw you in them. What are you doing? Outrageous. I don't care for that. By the way, you know, it's also should be an indication to Manfred on down. I think he's probably already aware of this, but can't be good when your sport gets into the sweet spot coming down the wire. Playoffs, World Series. Like, oh, yeah, everybody stopped watching in September when football started. <laughs> the, the schedule uh, ain't great for it. The other thing, when you were going through your whole jag about the reading the, uh, the ump stats, Bill Miller, your Bill Miller for the Red Sox, wore 53, didn't he? No. He didn't? What number was he? Oh, crap. Bill Muller. Yeah. I mean, I know you're talking about, but he didn't have some bizarro number. Yeah, he like, did. 
No, it was like 20 or something. I don't think so. Check that out, Spaghetti. I, I, have, like another it, I have it right here. A uh, quick correction by Jordan Montgomery, not Jeff, in case listeners start tweeting at us. Um, uh, and, and he was, Hench doesn't know anything about baseball. He, he was. Who's Jeff Montgomery was a closer for the Royals. We got to start a list. So I we called, have it, Hench. I called uh, A.J. Dillon, Corey Dillon. Right. Jordan mm. Montgomery, Jeff Montgomery. And there's a, oh, and I called uh, Sean McDermott, Doug McDermott, who played six <laughs> minutes for the Spurs last night. Um, we you kept it in the sports list. world, though, you know? It's going to be a good list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, like me and Jeff Horn is, uh, Jeff Horn to check. Anyway, okay, so that, what number Bill, was it? You know, 63? I, no. Bill well, Miller, no, uh, 32, 32, 33, 11, and 14. He wore 11 with the Red Sox. Yeah. So that's he never right. wore, I don't he think never wore right. a crazy number. Um, I don't think when that's I correct. Call uh, Coolidge from the White Shadow, Calvin Coolidge. Then we'll know. <laughs> See if I go outside. At least every one of my mistakes has been in the world of sports. Like they've still been an athlete anyway. Woo! Bear hire Damashek and Hench, uh, Manfred. If you want to get hip and now with the kids, reference <laughs> references the welcome back Cotter just there from uh, from Kevin Hench. All right. Um. Welcome back, Cotter. Speaking of, I think it's the guy's name. Spaghetti will know. This guy for the Golden Knights had a crazy goal the other night. Paul Cotter. I mean, <laughs> the, the Golden Knights reload. Like when you call awesome. when you call that player Mr. Cotter, that's when we put you All in right. a home and never let you out. He's again. right, Paul. Yeah, Paul Cotter. All right, here we go. Okay, let me let me go through these quickly. First of all talk about not watching sports i feel like a great dad because um well twofold next thursday uh thursday night football the pittsburgh steelers of course i'm excited to watch that now what would take priority to that is jean-claude van damashek's football games which are played on thursdays he's a jv football player freshman i'm very proud of him doing something he's never done before he actually fielded a kickoff one of those squibbers that didn't go as deep as the kicker intended and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was in the intermediate level. Weird bouncer. He scooped it, ran for about 10 yards before getting tackled. I was pleased as pie. That's uh, that's the, the the yardstick might be a little shorter in the Damme home. Well, wait, that sounds wrong, too. I hope that's not what she said. Anyway, listen, point is, Thursday night, I would miss that game, except the last game of the season is this Thursday. So thank you for scheduling that right. And likewise, football game schedulers, Sunday night football, Chicago Bears, L.A. Chargers. I would miss that for Little League, for the little fella, but I typically on Sunday night, but it's the Bears and the Chargers. I don't need to miss it. I'm not going to feel one pang of regret for missing that game. Thank you once again. Next, the college football play that you mentioned, Pitt and Wake Forest got job. The referee blew it. I'm sure he knows it when he realizes it. School Marmon, this kid putting away, putting the game away. If you didn't watch it, just very quickly, Christian Vayar just plugged in his quarterback a couple games ago, leads an improbable drive all the way down the field to take the lead for the Pitt Panthers. This kid breakthrough, boy, uh, we found our, our quarterback. We're turning this season around. Then last uh, minute of the game, Wake Forest throws in interception. Game over. Just run the clock out. They have their timeouts. They're burning them down. The kid runs for a first down on third down and uh, and slides after he gets across the sticks. No, no. Flag on the field. 
He started his slide too early. Now, there's no defender in front of him. The reason he slid was because he didn't want to go out of bounds. So the thing, the obstacle he was avoiding was a sideline, not a human being. The rule exists for safety so that he doesn't get clubbed in the head. This is not the spirit of the rule. And yet the referee called it. The ACC said, oh, no, he got it right. That doesn't bother me. Fine. They're going to stand by their people. It's the residents of Mount Pius who, as I am bellyaching about this for Pitt fans on social media and beyond, letting me know, I guess you don't know football because that's the rule. And sending me screen grabs of this 19-year-old boy doing like, he's, look, he's starting to look. You can see in his knees, they're starting to bend down like a half a yard before he gets to the stick. What are you doing? What are you doing (laughs) if you're sending me that? That's what we're looking at? You're on the ref side? Take a long look in the mirror and get off my back, would you? Because you're a creep. And well, the man in the mirror should understand that too. But, you know, in the in the tradition of pick quarterbacks, and I didn't realize that this in college uh, don't do it. has been outlawed. I mean, Kenny Pickett with the, the, the fake slide, which, by the way, is Mahomes five times a game. Mahomes, yeah, right. That's Mahomes right. goes, uh, you're going to try and hit me? I'm going to slide. Just kidding. I'm going to get a first down. Ha, ha, ha. No one's allowed to hit me. Isn't football fun? Even though I'm wearing pads, you can't actually hit me. Fun game, uh, you know, as 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 our sports get ruined by bureaucrats. All right, good go. Real okay, wait, wait, one, one, one more. Uh, I like all these coaches, people who buy, like, I, I'm seeing a lot in social media and beyond about, like, the Jim Harbaugh scandal, and people are saying as evidence that it's not a big deal. Well, look, other head coaches are saying it's not a big deal, so don't we have to take their word for it? Yes. What a beautiful fraternity that head coaching the family is. And God's always looking out for each other's best interests, ain't they? That's a, yeah. If you've learned anything in the last 20 years, they just want to take care of their peer. That's what it's, yeah. it's more than. Listen, the, there's no there are no more honest men in America than the guys who are the highest paid state employee mm. in every mm. state they coach football like Dion said it's a, it's just not a big deal you said like well, what, well if Dion said that then clearly what what stake does he have in this of course he's just looking out for your old Jim Harbaugh what else could be the answer to that wake up and then the other one is very quickly I'm sorry I have to I I, I held on to this one because it bums me out <clears throat> SoFi Stadium great time I thank many people for it uh, Maurice Jones Drew uh really is a is a mensch and we had a wonderful time there and we saw our guy Ace there and it was nice and the people who work there really are that it's a little Disney in how pleasant they are if you're used to like your ticket rippers and everything being like hello but they they have a pleasant comportment collectively somebody is on them about all that but it's undermined by first of all here's a weird thing you know, all those fights in the stands, I, so I jokingly, me and Jean-Claude Van Damme, take our seats and, and, you know, we both have black and gold on and the two guys next to us are probably about my age and they, one has a Dickerson shirt on and the other one has a Jack Youngblood shirt on. And I, I probably say like, Hey, just so you know, some point this game we're throwing down and I hope you're ready for it. And I hold a fist up to them and they, and they push back at me like, yeah, we're going to get, and we, we, we joke around. Literally, just after halftime, those two guys almost got into an actual fight because some creepos in Steelers gear are these two. The, the two LA guys are um, 
are uh, Latino guys. And the two guys behind them are apparently making racist cracks and like putting beer on them and stuff. And they go and get the they go and get the security guys. And my two guys who I'm talking to end up leaving. They're like, I don't want to get in a fight. And I, I said, you're leaving. This ain't right. Um, and that is said, not right. That Rams fans should be able to go to a road game in SoFi <laughs> and feel safe. <laughs> but what goes on? Like, what? what is the instinct? What goes on in your head to do that? And then, so we, we have our seats, uh, you know, right on the aisle there. And directly in front of us is a family. Um, and the, the, there's a mom and two grown kids and around halftime, she vanishes and brings back her mom and her sister. And the mom is probably 65 years old, but she's a very large woman, tall, very tall woman with all like a, a huge black and gold sombrero. And black and gold kind of like cloak thing on that makes her like she's like, I'm the stealer, whatever, queen or I don't know what her. She clearly has some persona that she wants to portray for the audience. And so she's doing this thing. And these aren't her seats. They just brought her over there because they have them so they could sit together. Great. You should sit with your family, except she now has decided she's standing the entire game in front of me. So I say. I feel like a gigantic would you mind if I switch seats with you? Can can me and my boy jump with you and you sit behind? I just like, I can't see the game. And I'm sorry, I apologize. And they turned around as though I had just done what those two guys did to my Rams fans, guys. They were so put out and disgusted by it. They couldn't believe it. And so then they, she, without saying a word, she bailed. The, 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 the sombrero lady you know what bailed. I'm, you know what I'm going to dub her? Because my my grandma was named Elsie, and uh -huh. it sounds like this woman is a, was about the size of Elsie Greenwood. She's Elsie <laughs> Greenwood. She's Elsie <laughs> Greenwood. I think she did have on gold high top shoes too. No, but so yeah, and, and, and so I said, you know, I she laughed. I I don't know what I did wrong. I couldn't see the game. I'm not going to stand the whole game because then the guys are yelling behind me. Sit down, sit down. I'm like, not me. What do you want me to do? Um, so. She leaves and I, I I can't stop apologizing to the family she's left behind. I said, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to switch seats is all I wanted to do. And she said, well, look, look over there. There are two seats over there. Why don't you guys go just sit in those if you cared so much? I'm like, why, 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 why do I have to go sit in other seats in a different plot? What are you talking about? This is on is me this, now? Is this? What, these what are Pittsburgh. On? I, I just don't think Pittsburgh I'm fans. supposed to be in society anymore. These are Pittsburgh fans. This would never happen in Pittsburgh. These no, are people no. from Pittsburgh who've been ruined. No, 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 not from Pitt. Definitely Angelinos. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes that tracks. Uh, oh, buddy. Hey, now listen. I'm going to bring it all. I'm going to bring it all together. I'm sorry. I may, is that a bad no. story? Cut it That's out, Spaghetti. Story. I just it's it, 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 it was such a bummer. It really uh, did distract me for uh, about LC ten Greenwood minutes from the game. Blocking your view. I'm sort of <laughs> picturing the the black and gold version of the Abu Ghraib guy. That that sad black robe, like she's blocking your vision. Like, hey, uh, you're torturing me, lady. Could you please move to your seats? This um, is off color. So this is listen. So, okay, what number? Okay, was Jack Youngblood? Eighty-five. Exactly. Now, if I said Jim Youngblood, you guys would be like, no, 
You meant Jack Youngblood, but I mean Jim Youngblood, and I'm asking Spaghetti, I'm out on a limb here. Unlike Bill Miller, I think Jim Youngblood did wear number 53. Go, Spaghetti. He did. Yeah, I knew he did. People, I'm back. I'm back. Why do you leave on? Why do you bury the lead? Of course, it always has to be repeated. Jim and Jack Youngblood, two white guys, both on the Rams defense at the same time. Unrelated. Unrelated. Best. Unrelated. Okay, Spaghetti, give us your. uh, Wait, wait, real quick. Because I got to just, and I'll do it fast. Uh, Because I said when you forced me to make my NHL bets, Jack Hughes plus 1500. NHL MVP two weeks into the season leads the league in scoring 17 points in six games. He's on a pace for 232 points would make him the greatest of all time. The good goat Jack Hughes off to an incredible start might not break Gretzky's record, but he's putting McDavid who's hurt far enough in the rear view that that yeah, plus right. might cash. Great okay. observation by you on that one. A good call. Um, I don't watch hockey. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Spaghetti, go ahead. Oh, go Dad, ahead. you got to watch your Penguins because they've got these three Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then they added the best defenseman in hockey. The Norris Trophy winner was right. added to this incredible <laughs> nucleus. The Penguins must be undefeated. Oh, no, wait, that's you. the Bruins. That's the Bruins. Oh. The black and gold, I, I get them confused. No, congratulations. You got to chuck a lot of spaghetti on that one. You're you're doing the Lord's work. Okay, spaghetti, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to make fun of Jack Hughes, too. They stormed back uh, versus uh, Washington and still lost that game 6-4, so I'm happy that Jack Hughes could, you know, put up as many points as you want. By the way, still not the favorite. It's still Connor McDavid on Caesars, plus 145 to win the heart. Hughes is second hmm. at plus 500, but uh, McDavid's no longer, you know, in the minus, so uh, Austin Matthews is third with plus 650. It'll be interesting to see with, you know, McDavid missing two weeks. And also one and four, uh, one, four and one, I believe the uh, Oilers are playing my range and soon. voter and voter fatigue. Right. Like, yeah, it's that thing. Yeah, of course, he's mm-hmm. the best player in, in the world. Now, Yo, he told us that Josh, Yo, he joined us right before the season started. And he told us that was coming. And he's one of the voters telling us that that's going to happen. We should take the indication when he gives it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll stick with my, my good go with hockey here since uh, Hench brought it up. Uh, I talked about it a little bit last week with the Frozen Frenzy, and I just want to say it, a plus job by uh, Weeks and Butchie uh, on ESPN doing that together with the NHL. 16 games, 10 of the uh, road teams won those games, so only six of the home teams won. Uh, 102 goals in one night, so there was like averaging over six goals a game, which if you're trying to get the casual viewers, there's no better like metric to have than, yeah, there's like, you see, you know, you don't want to see the two, one games, the one, nothing games with the goalie standing on their head. You got over six goals a game, which is great. 93 different goal scores, almost a thousand shots on goal. And if you started watching uh, at six 30, uh, you know, PM Eastern where the first goal, uh, goal was scored by Morgan Riley. The last goal was scored at almost two o'clock in the morning, East time by Shea Theodore Vegas. So uh, just a great day in hockey, seeing all 32 teams in action, uh, a ton ton of tweets from all different, you know, famous people, former NHL players. You got like world poker players who are like, this is great. Uh, keep this NHL version of red zone. It was really, uh, it was just a great night. So I'm uh, happy that people are tuning in to the NHL. I feel like I always have to kind of prop it up, but um, that was a, a fun day. And plus the Rangers uh, won in Calgary for like the first time since like 2016. So it was great to, to have that. And they are leading the Metro. So all, all is right in the hockey role for me. Um, bad go to going to go. NHL, sorry, Spaghetti. the NHL yeah. should cut. The NHL should cut spots that say, hey, if you're one of the millions of sports fans abandoning baseball 
please come watch. Because <laughs> like, you know, this this Diamondbacks travesty uh, is, is going to be a, a nail in the coffin of, of Major League Baseball. And uh, and I, you know, the three of us ho- hope hockey's on the rise because it's it's such an awesome sport. So great live. And I agree. The yeah. frenzy was was fantastic. Yeah, it was just a great night. And you brought the D-backs leading right into my uh, bad go to the week here. And I feel like this is pretty crazy, but like the biggest story of this World Series matchup so far, and that's coming off of two different game sevens, uh, is Chris Mad Dog Russo not owning up to his bet when he said that if the Diamondbacks win game seven, he will retire on the spot. And as somebody who, and and check you as well, we both had to do our cap of consequences in the last few years. Whenever we made a bet and we, we lost that bet, we had to do it. I've had tuna on my head. I've shot pucks at you. And, you know, Martin Weiss has done a bunch of uh, uh, nasty stuff as well. We are always doing those things. And now Mad Dog does not retire on the spot. I believe he uh, I think he skipped like the first uh, segment of his show. But then he went on Stern and tries to like make good and says that he's just going to wear a bikini instead and, and hold up a sign that says, I'm a dope and a liar. Uh, Stern did try to get him to do something or perform something to my Francesa. I'm not going to repeat it on the air. We'll have to bleep it out, but look it up. It's quite funny. And then speaking of Francesa, which is why this would have made uh, Mad Dog retiring on the spot so much funnier is like how Francesa retired and unretired like five times and still does podcasting today. If Russo would just like, yep, that's it. I'm done here because Diamondbacks in the World Series, like the juxtaposition to uh, to Mike would have been just so damn funny. Uh, so like the one funny story of this World Series, the one thing they had me engaged was like seeing if he actually does retire. No more high heat, no more, uh, you know, show on, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. It's just that he's gone uh, and they keep the name Mad Dog Sports Radio without yeah, him. Yeah, but you know there. what? Let me just say this to you, Spaghetti. I, I, I'm a curmudgeon enough at another level than you, apparently, because I don't even acknowledge that crap. Obviously, it was a canard from the jump and now he's laughing haha ha, i made everybody pay attention to me i made it this about me and i never had any intention of of actually following through with this well it was Shaq, you'll you'll know the names uh i i would probably get them wrong but uh famously right a a pirates broadcaster said he would walk home on the air like if so, some event happened Jim Rooker did that right Jim Rooker yeah. I'll walk home Jim Rooker very good I'll walk home and then it was like I got to walk home. I got to walk from from Philly. It was like, it was across the state or something. Like, it's like, yeah, if you put it out there, you got to do, you got to do something, you know, you, you've got to impose a suspension. Um, But speaking of retirement, that would be the move. Somebody, I mean, right. Like it's like, ha ha, gotcha. Everybody who paid me some mind and, and I win again, there should be like, Actually, you said something for our network's credibility. You're out for two months. Like yeah. somebody, yeah. somebody should apply these stakes. We you can't know, let people off the hook like this. So, so I, you know, it's like everybody has their announcer that just drives them nuts. And it's like, I, I guess, I, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't hit my ear the way he does some people, but I got a buddy who's just like John Smoltz. Like you just, you're losing fans already. And like, like Smoltz, I guess, drives some people berserk i mean i don't i don't mind him that way but but uh so he's so my buddy's texting me and he's like he's like uh oh i can't wait till smoltz retires it's like uh newsflash nobody <laughs> retires nobody ever carver did it for 48 years yeah. or whatever he did. um have you heard of vin scully like <laughs> you're waiting 
I didn't want to say like, you're going to be dead for 20 years before John Smoltz retires. It's the easiest job in the world. Obviously half these guys do zero prep. So they just right, go, right. Yeah. I think you missed John Smoltz retirement. He's in yeah, retirement now he's sitting retirement. there just like, watching um, baseball games, talking about uh, it. you don't want to fall behind three, one. Hey guys, I don't know if you heard, you don't want to fall behind three, one. It gives the advantage to the hitter. So like you just say the same five things every at bat, you're going to want to bury this breaking ball in the dirt. You're not going to leave it right in the middle of the zone guys. Serious, serious. So I'm like, guess what? The Rolling Stones just released an album last week. Like nobody retires. Al Michaels, bless his heart, is saying they're marking the ball at the one while Christian Kirk is in his celebration. Like Kirk's celebrating. The graphic has come He's up. He's rowing the ship with 20 of his teammates out. They, they've kicked the extra point. And Al Michaels is like first and goal at the one. Like nobody <laughs> retires. Like it's like, so yeah, you know, Mad Dog just joining the long line of people that will never retire. I mean, they come in, they'll take Summerall out on a stretcher. Like, why would you ever retire? They're bringing you food. You do no work. Like you're you're kind of a celebrity, only you don't, you know, Taylor Swift has to work her ass off you know, on tour. These guys just come in and go, hey, man, you can't fall behind in the count. You know what you got to do? You got to stay out of third and long. <laughs> guys, guys, you got to stay out of third and long. They're going to have to pressure the quarterback, guys. I'm serious. They're going to have to pressure the quarterback. Like, it's such – it's the easiest job in the world. No one will ever walk away from those jobs. Well, the best, easiest job in the world is hot taken, and it vexes me how easy it is to get credit for it. For being for making you think when you say stuff like it's this new trend of it's the same thing as the pushback on the pushback I give to ACC referees. That was a bad call. Like, actually, I don't think you know the rule the, the, by the letter of the law. It was actually the that, that this new thing like um, what's you, name? Little, you slid into a little Harry Carey there. That was great. Oh, did I? Maybe I, I who even knew I had that gift. Um, we have more than that in common. We enjoy a little booze with our ball. Um, what was that? Barbie? I can't think of her name. Anyway, remember in the summertime, she's she's not actually she's not that attractive. She's not, she's not really. Uh, I don't know. And and the new one with that is uh, Tyreek Hill isn't a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, we, 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 yeah, it's easy to say a lot of things. You could say a lot of things that are related to sports. And then people say like, what? But it doesn't mean you have to pay attention to that kind of stuff. I get it that that was an analytics-based study too, that that's based more on that. But if your equation, if your formula yields that Tyreek Hill isn't a top 10 wide receiver, then you should not share that with the world because clearly the, 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 the numbers you implemented didn't work out the way you wanted them to. All right. Uh, you know what we have to do at some point too, but we don't, I don't want to do it today. Spaghetti mentioned it with his puck and everything's going his way, including Jacob Truba being put on the top 100 hockey players list. And Gino Malkin isn't on it. What in the hell? What are we doing? Gino Malkin's not one of the top 100 players in the NHL. Fan double fat. What does that that to do with Truba? Because he's on it. Ahead of which which then makes him ahead of Gino Malkin. Because because being a, 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 a at least at worst a top four defenseman or a guy that can also help on the power play is definitely more important than than what Gino Malkin does right now at this stage of his career. You can you can hate, hate Truba because I'm of his hands, but Truba is Truba would be the best defenseman on the Penguins. 
I, I mean, listen. I, oh, I, what are I you have... talking about? They got the Norris Trophy winner. He was only <laughs> minus six thousand you know, last year. I'll tell you what. That I mean, because spaghetti means that, and and I his do. tone of voice indicates. Well, I know you mean it. Your tone of voice indicates that that's settled fact, and everybody knows that. And sure. and your and, and that then I take it. Vane Dave takes that as like. Only you don't seem to understand that because Hench and I have looked at his plus my Eric Carlson's plus minus, and therefore he's a bum defenseman. He won the Norris Trophy. He's a generational great, and I'm not misusing the word generational. He is in cup. fact that you must. You're definitely going to raise the cup. You're definitely going to win the cup if you have you've added the best the defenseman in hockey to the Penguins. By the way, I don't like to bring our pre-production hockey talk into the actual podcast right. because I don't want our fans in Australia to mow over their own foot because they don't want to they don't want to hear about hockey but I'll say this you know you're you you want to get Brian Rust to the third line right why not you got Rust on every other line this is the ah, look what he did. team and and <laughs> like nobody wants Gino Malkin okay nobody wants his uh his creaky cadaver um and you but you you know three years ago you were like Yes, I want these guys to age, I do. I, age I stand gracelessly, by it, age gracelessly out of the out of playoff contention. Well, gracelessly. congratulations. Congratulations. Don't talk to me about grace when the guy who wears the C for your Bruins is the guy who licks people. What are you talking about? Tell me about grace. And uh listen. We're we're a handful of games in. Let's let's relax a little bit. Yes, I'm not watching right now because it's upsetting. Yes, for me. exactly. Your Penguins in the but early that, season. I don't want to talk about they, it. I'm not. Let me are, tell you this. Your Penguins in those early games were as young as they'll ever be. They're only going to get older as the season uh, progresses. You're giving me a lot to think about, to meditate on as a human being. Now, uh, something else I'll meditate on, and I don't want to keep doing it on the microphone because I feel like we're we're running long. That per said, usual. if Gino's on the block. But if Gino Malkin is behind Jacob Trouba, that's just an insane assertion that everybody would agree with that. It's not true. I mean, the undefeated not. Bruins. He's are second in the league in block shots, and he could he logs you over twenty minutes a game. It's just like, and he can play the power play, and he has grit. It's like you could say what you want about the hits, and but it just that's just the nature of NHL Spaghetti, fans getting soft, Spaghetti especially in Pittsburgh. Shots it's, and keeping the puck out of your own net is not what defensemen are supposed to do. <laughs> the, Eric Carlson is the best defenseman in the league. Can't even play on the penalty kill because he's so leaky. Because he could give a crap about defending. But I will take Geno Malkin if the if the uh, pens are selling him for 30 cents on the dollar. Well, they're not. And they're not going to because they're committed to that group because they understand on the banks of the three rivers, it still matters. The integrity, the loyalty to stay together, to stay in black and gold forever. And both sides get that. I know you don't get that in your black and gold uniforms that the Bruins wear that they stole from the Penguins. Listen, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want they to talk about Malkin for 71 cents on the dollar. How about that? Well, I, I listen, th these lists that yield the result that Gino Malkin isn't one of the hundred best play, uh, players. And then you look through the names of the players who are ahead of him is, is just low. Just to admit you, you, you messed it up, throw it out and be like, we have to, we have to republish this with, with this amendment. Obviously Gino Malkin is one of the 50 or 60 best players in the league right now. And now a quick break.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right. Best bets, and then let's go home. More acrimony coming for me and Spaghetti. Pitt Panthers, the aforementioned Christian Bayar heading up to South Bend. I'm taking the Panthers. Why? Because I really do think that they've taken a step offensively with that kid on the field. Um, they can actually um, throw the forward pass now. They are not a dominant defense, but I don't think the Irish are a, are some boat that can't be slowed down um, on offense. I'm talking about the Irish's offense. I think that the Pitt Panthers aren't going to win this game outright, but 20 and a half is too many points for Notre Dame. I'm taking the Pitt Panthers. That's my bet. Also, outdoor cocktail party, Georgia hammers the Gators. 14 and a half is where that number number is. What am I missing? I get Brock Bowers. <laughs> Georgia, again, n- is in a position now, as are these teams in the top 10. They got to start having quality wins, which is to say destroying everyone in front of them. Bulldogs, time to do that against the meager Gators. Those are my two best CFB plays for you. Hench, take it away. Uh, in, in this in this minor sporting event that you won't be watching called the World Series. I mean, I'll end up watching it, but I'm just uh, saying I'm, I'm not Rangers, excited. Rangers in five. That's plus 550. Rangers Ooh. in five. Uh, and then the, the games that jump out on me in the NFL slate, uh, the, there are a lot of very heavy favorites, that, but they're not quite double digit favorites right mm-hmm. now. And I like those teams. The Dolphins to get right against the Patriots. Patriots still super banged up on defense, uh, even though they pulled one out against the Bills. They go down to Miami. They get hammered. Uh, Ravens really looking like a legit contender in the AFC. Go into Arizona against a Cardinals team that doesn't want to win games. That's also a double figure. And then and then uh, on, on Monday night, you know, the Lions fans are wringing their hands last week. It's like, that's exactly how you want it to loot. You don't want to lose by three. You want everything to go wrong that can possibly go wrong and everything to go right for the other team. That's one loss. Don't overreact. Lions get right against the Raiders when that that's game. a way to say it too. You feel that they're probably scuffling a little bit like, Ooh, we got, you know, that was a real come to Jesus game for us against them Ravens. Now, now they'll uh, lay waste to the Raiders. I couldn't, I think that is a drubbing. I'm a hundred percent with you on that spaghetti. 
So I guess I'll just start with the Notre Dame game. I do think Notre Dame will win by three touchdowns. Um, the team that scored the most points versus Notre Dame while they're playing in South Bend has been Caleb Williams and USC. That was Caleb Williams' worst game as a, a you know a collegiate athlete, and they that's still the best offensive output. And I don't think that Pitt is anywhere near the level of offense that USC is. It's just like Are you offenses- don't you don't think Pitt's offense is as good as Caleb Williams? USC? Well, you're the one taking Pitt in the points. I'm the one telling you that offenses come <laughs> offenses come to die in South Bend. That's the way it's so been. Far, I, I'm betting against the Irish offense really more than I, don't, I am there. You're, you're right about that defense has been mighty. I just don't think that uh, Harbin's going to feel the pressure. I don't think that Pittsburgh has a, a front that's going to really Look, if Ohio State's defense didn't really get the Sam Harmon uh, in terms of like getting sacked a bunch of times, like the worst he's looked actually has been versus Louisville, uh, which weirdly Pitt beat. But I, I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. They'll have a nice comfortable the entire game. They'll win that one. Another college game that I, I may not call this uh, a best bet, but this is an interesting develop. This might be the first time we see Arch Manning play for Texas because of the injury to Quinn Ewers. Um, if they go Arch Manning or they don't, either way, it's a new quarterback playing for Texas. I know Texas is at home, but BYU is getting 19 points. I'm just saying, look at that game. If you don't feel comfortable, obviously, if Quinn Ewers is playing, they they you know they smoke BYU. But wait, um, wait, wait. So let me. So if. Steve Sarkeesian's been pretty mum about this. If viewers can't go, it's it. Arch is not definitely the guy they put in. Correct. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I I remember hearing of the third name this summer, but I just assumed Arch would get the go. Yes. At the time is recording, Sarkeesian's being uh, pretty quiet about it. So there's a chance we do see uh, Arch Manning if they rotate quarterbacks. I just think that's going to mean that BYU is in this game. So uh, look at that one. And then my absolute best bet. And this is something that we did a few years back when that was uh, with those uh, Buffalo Sabres teams were got off when they like, you know, lost like, you know, 15 straight games. The, uh, the the Hurricanes are taking on the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks are currently winless. They only have one point uh, overtime loss. It's just the Hurricanes are the team that everyone was betting on preseason, saying they're going to be the cup favorite, the president's cup favorite, uh, all that jazz. Hurricanes minus the goal and a half versus the uh, winless Sharks. Uh, just keep running that train as long as it's going to last. The Sharks are going to be I agree. They'll, all they'll week long to bet against all year that's long. A great, that's a great uh, catch by you there to, yes, it will go away very quickly, but in the short term, the the um, the number won't be so prohibitive that you want to avoid it. You can probably make a little bit of bank off of that betting against the Sharks for the next fortnight or so, right? They Absolutely. are they are going to be the worst team without question this yep. season. Good yeah, call. The Black, and the Blackhawks have struggled too after that first week where they you know they shocked us with that win versus, but they only had. Two wins total, but yeah, the Sharks I think are clear cut the the absolute worst team in the league. So just keep betting against them all. You know, if you want to take the money line, you want to take the puck line, whatever you want to take. But uh, this guy, I think with the Hurricanes, are good enough that you could kind of give up the goal and a half. Sometimes you'll be able to give up, you know, two and a half goals because they're that. Yeah, bad. you're probably so, right about that. Right. You know, so exactly. Uh, during, the goal and a half. during the frenzy, uh, you know how they'll they'll do they'll they'll highlight a pl- the puck will be in play and then they'll be like. Hey, this player is here. This is who this guy is. They've got the little the highlight on on Connor Bedard, and then I I think they just stopped doing it because it was like uh, he's not doing anything. Like it was it, it was definitely like uh, he had a couple where it's like, oh yeah, you you can't skate through three NHL players. You know this is this isn't juniors. Like he really was invisible and. Aaron and, Carlson can. It, he he 
Yeah, then when he turns it over, they score at the other end. But it doesn't matter because he's the best defenseman in hockey. But so, you know, the, it's going to be close. But the Blackhawks are terrible. That mm-hmm. is going to – the Sharks-Blackhawks battle uh, uh, for the basement might might go down to the wire. Yeah. All right, let's bet against both of them then for the short all right. term. Uh, all right, listen, gangbusters time. I really enjoy – I mean, every – if it's not every day, it's certainly every week we get uh, gross, dark news about this world. Always a pleasure to get a respite from it, getting the yap, and uh, hope that is true for you, the listener. We appreciate you dropping us a line. Continue to do so at minus three pod or figure it out. Otherwise, we appreciate you checking out all our work here. Like we say, two great full pods for you, including the one you've just completed after I told you at the top to go back and listen to the other one. So it's been a pretty busy uh, day for you already, but we do appreciate you checking out the 15 minute NFL pregame show on Friday, 4 PM Eastern. It will roll on Twitter and, or check it Why I crossed out that or and watch it on YouTube at the Extra Points channel. We appreciate that. We appreciate you checking out everything on the Extra Points Network. We'll talk to you on the other side of the sports weekend, sports fans. Until then, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven.